what is good ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the fundamism podcast i'm your host paul j long and i'm coming to you all the way from the long family dining room where i am sitting at a table chock full of folded charlie hustle shirts why you might ask Because it's laundry day, thought you thought. But in addition, the Fundamism Podcast, as always, is sponsored and brought to you by Charlie Hustle. I love these shirts. I love the way they fit. I love the way they look on me. I love the way they feel. And I know that you do or will too. Go to charliehustle.com to learn more and enjoy the freshness that they bring. Because I know I feel it. Will you? Welcome to the second part of the fundamental series. Now, um, of course, fundamentalism are the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. And the first fundamental that we featured was a new spin. Of course, a new spin is where you take these activities that we do every single day at work, at home, interacting with others. And uh, we just find a way to put a new spin on them. We just alter them just a little bit to create a little more fun in life. As stated on the previous New Spin episode, I feel as though I have failed many of you. I feel as though I failed you because we talk a lot about creating more fun in life, but I haven't done an adequate job of showing you exactly how to do it. So there's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of folks talking and talking and talking Uh, But not many are out there telling you how to specifically improve, what specifically to to drive change in your life. And those are the podcasts and the individuals and the speakers and the friends that resonate most with me are individuals that actually help me get better, not by telling me what I should do, but how I should do it. So today we're going to feature our second fundamental, stretch yourself. So today's episode is stretch yourself. When was the last time you truly stretched yourself? You got comfortable being uncomfortable. When was the last time you did something that you really didn't want to do, but you knew that it would make you better as a result? You knew that potentially if you tried this thing, you would feel better. You would look better. You would sound better. You would have more fun. Whatever improvement it would drive, ultimately, you tried it. You didn't know what the outcome would be. Sometimes you were disappointed in the outcome. But you stretched yourself nevertheless. We consistently hear people talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And that's essentially what stretching yourself is. If you think about all the things that you currently like in life, subtract your family and friends and the, and the things that are just given, like your, you know, the love that you have for your mother or your kids or whatever it may be. I'm talking about activities or acts or food or, or whatever it may be. Things that at one point in time in your life, you didn't know that you liked. You didn't know that you liked them until you tried them. You stretched yourself. 
You stretched yourself to do something or try something that you hadn't had before, and what you found was you liked it. Now, I find the key to growth, the key to improvement, the key to moving yourself from where you are to where you aspire to be is getting uncomfortable. Because when you are uncomfortable, that's when true development happens. That's when change is created. Now, I recently uh, did a gig in Allentown, Pennsylvania for Uline Shipping. And Uline is a phenomenal company. This is now the third gig that I've done with them. And we just booked their home office in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, I got on stage uh, this Thursday evening, and I was scrolling through Twitter prior to going up, and I learned some news. So a young lady by the name of Tammy Ludi, she uh, introduced me. She was their call center manager, and she had an amazing story. I told her that one of the things that I found in the introduction of speakers is oftentimes these introductions are not for anybody but the speaker. Uh, specifically, I'll sit through these introductions, and uh, including my own, and I'll hear the, in, the individual introducing the speaker talk about all the accomplishments, all the things that, that this speaker has done, their master's degree, and how many engagements they've spoken at, and all the, the publications that they've been in. And I came to the conclusion recently that bios and these introductions to the stage of speakers are not for anybody outside of the speaker themselves. In short, no one gives a damn about the speaker and what they've accomplished. All they care about is, will they be entertained? All they care about is, will they leave here? Will they leave from this particular interaction in thought? Will they leave potentially identifying ways to grow? Will they leave feeling as though there might be a chance that they could be better afterwards than they were when they got there. So I decided to switch up my bio, my introduction to the stage. And specifically what it says, if you want to learn more, you can go to pauljlong.com forward slash meeting planner. And what you'll find is all the marketing materials that I have out there and what I give to clients. It's my bio, my introduction to the stage, speaking topics, all kinds of different stuff, posters, but nevertheless, in my intro to the stage, it's not actually an introduction at all. It's a challenge. It basically reads that the individual introducing me to the stage is challenged to come up with something interesting, a false story of how we met, something that, that basically is created by them and their imagination that says... This is a guy that ultimately connected with me previously to today, and there's a story behind it. Now, the story is 100% made up, and that's the cool thing. That's fundamentalism to me. This is an opportunity for the individual that's introducing me to the stage to stretch themselves. Now, I've gotten some pretty amazing introductions I've gotten everything from 
uh, this young lady said that she met me on a cruise ship where I was the entertainment and she couldn't recall of whether I was the dancer or the comedian, but nevertheless thought that I would be a good fit for her conference. So she booked me as a result. The president of Fairway, Mr. Reynolds Kramer, he advised in front of his group that his children, uh, or his boy specifically, loves watching YouTube at night. And so recently they went down in the basement and caught his son watching a YouTube clip of me, this really gregarious and outspoken speaker. And Reynolds sat down and started watching the video with his son and became enamored with uh, my shenanigans and silliness and thought I would be the perfect fit for the conference. So fast forward, I go to Uline in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and I throw Tammy for a loop. I mean, I literally tell her this is what I'm doing. She hadn't had the document before. She had this really scripted introduction that we had provided her in previous months um, and, of course, had since been updated. And so I told her, I challenge you to, to do this off the cuff. So she came up with this elaborate story about how she was shopping with her husband at Kohl's looking for traditional ties, and she saw this crazy guy walking around in a bow tie, and she worked up the courage to ask him to provide some guidance, some style guidance to her husband. Now, this individual, of course, was me. And as we began talking in Coles, she realized that I was a speaker and that I might be a fit for her conference. These are phenomenal examples of individuals stretching themselves, coming up with some creative ways to introduce somebody that they know really nothing about, but trying to get out of their proverbial comfort zone to do something new. So after Tammy introduced me, without saying a word, I go up, and remember I said that I was on Twitter earlier in the day doing a little bit of research, and with zero context and my microphone in hand, I looked at the audience and I said, hey and I pointed the microphone at them, and then I said, hey and then I pointed the microphone back at them. And then back to myself, I said, and every time I did it, they repeated after me. I followed those three exercises by asking the group, do you know what today was? About three people shouted out, it's Freddie Mercury's birthday. To which I responded, you're damn right. It's Freddie Mercury's birthday. One of the greatest entertainers of all time. Now, I didn't know that I was going to do that when I went up on stage. I just decided to do something new. I stretched myself. Now, what if the audience wasn't responsive? And truth be told, the bulk of the audience members were fresh out of college uh, in this call center. Many of them hadn't really lived through Freddie Mercury's days and might not even have known who he was. But what I find is if you do anything with confidence and you look like you know what the hell you're doing, then oftentimes people will follow you. And that's exactly how that stuff went down. Now, could you imagine 
going to a keynote engagement and thinking that you're about to get into some motivational speaker that's going to tell you how to live your life or how to grow or tell you things that you feel like you've heard a million times before. You got to get out of your head. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to showcase a genuine interest in others. You got to own it. All the things that we as speakers say all the time, that's what you anticipate hearing. And all of a sudden, I get up on stage and I start doing Freddie Mercury impressions right off the bat with zero context. You might ask yourself, what the hell have I gotten into? Regardless of what you're asking yourself or what you're thinking, I'm proud to say that I stretched myself. I tried something new. I tried something new that could potentially differentiate me from all the other speakers out there. Now, you may have heard me tell you this before, but I do a lot of work in Iowa and Nebraska, uh, Missouri, Kansas, obviously. And as such, I do a lot of driving. And we have XM Satellite Radio. And when I'm listening uh, on long drives to XM Satellite Radio, I typically tune into comedy stations. Netflix is a joke radio or one of the other five uh, comedic stations. And what I'm doing is I'm listening to comedians. And specifically, I'm, I'm not necessarily listening to the punchlines of their jokes. Yeah, that's obviously beneficial, and I enjoy that, and it makes me laugh, and it makes me feel good, and that's a fundamental for me is laughter and humor, listening to jokes. But what I'm really keying in on is their delivery style, their cadences, how they interact with the audience, how they, how they enunciate their words. And as I pick up on these, these things and these techniques, what I'll do is when I get on stage at wherever the next gig is, I'll try to mirror some of those delivery styles. Now, I won't tell their jokes, but what I'll do is I'll be really cognizant of how I'm delivering my material. I might put in a more deliberate pause. I might wait a little bit longer for a secondary laugh to a joke that I had. Whatever it may be, I stretch myself to do my keynote different every single time. When was the last time you stretched yourself? When was the last time you set a goal and you put it out there for everybody to hear? That's stretching yourself. Now, many of you may not know this, but I, uh, I have horrible knees. I mean, three knee surgeries, lots of basketball in my life. I was never good, but man, I was a scrapper. I played hard. I gave all the effort. And due to the wear and tear on my knees and said knee surgeries, oftentimes my knees don't feel great. You know, I could always feel when a thunderstorm is coming, uh, they're sore consistently. I... It's one of the reasons why I don't lift legs a lot. Um, But nevertheless, I've been stretching myself as of late. I've been lifting legs. And I set a goal. I haven't dunked a basketball since I was in college. And even then, I could only dunk like one out of 10 times. But... I find that life is a whole lot better when I 
set these incremental goals, when I try to stair-step my way to success, for example, Melissa, my wife, my wife wants a new kitchen. She's wanted a new kitchen since we moved into this house three years ago, four years ago. I don't know. And so what I told her was once we reached some certain revenue goals and we paid off our debt uh, minus our car and our house payment, that I would be open to exploring a new kitchen. So the goals were to pay off our credit cards and our debt by the end of this year. Well, I'm excited to say that just this week, for the first time ever in my life, I have more money than I owe. Now, again, I'm not talking about house payments, car payments, and all that stuff. I'm saying that I'm finally out from underneath all the credit card debt, the home equity line of credit, and all that stuff that we've had. I got all that debt down to zero. That was a goal. I put it out there. Melissa and I held each other accountable. And as such, we're rewarding ourselves by getting into more debt. Oh, the American way, baby, you know. Melissa's going to get her new kitchen. So what's the next goal? Well, I said I haven't dunked a basketball since college. I've been lifting legs quite a bit more. I've even been doing some box jumps. And I'm excited to say that I've actually been uh, on these box jumps. I've been doing some straight leg box jumps where I'll land with a little bit of bend in my knee, but basically the box is 30 inches tall. So I've stretched myself to do three, four, five sets of 10 of straight leg box jumps where it's just working on a 30 inch vertical. And I get there. And as such, I feel confident that I'm now going to achieve a goal that I've set for myself, which is to dunk a basketball again. Now you being our loyal listeners, you have the ability to hold me accountable to ask me how it's going to check in. I don't know how long it takes to get your vertical to a place where you could dunk a basketball, but I feel confident that I'm going to get there in the next several months. So I will be checking in with you. This is my stretch goal. I'm stretching myself. So what are you going to do? How will you stretch yourself today? You know, in the fundamental, a new spin, we talked about doing things a little differently. So specifically, maybe you wave to all of your coworkers when you arrive to work. Maybe you, instead of waving, you put a new spin on it. You do the finger guns. Hey, right? We talked about that. Well, some of you thought to yourself, well, that's not me. That's not my style. Well, here comes the second fundamental. Stretch yourself. How do you know it's not you? It's only you because, or it's only not you rather, because it makes you uncomfortable. And it's different from what you know. And it's different from how others perceive you to be in your head. Stretch yourself. Try new things. 
What if you read emails aloud in the voices that you perceive them to sound in your head? Stretch yourself. What if you really appreciated something that your spouse or loved one had done for you and you typically don't express your appreciation very much because it makes you uncomfortable? Stretch yourself. Tell them. What if you don't feel like running or going to the gym or you feel as though lifting legs or cooking or gardening or going out and playing catch with your 12-year-old son? What if you feel like none of those things are within your wheelhouse? They make you uncomfortable. You're not good at them. You don't feel like it. Stretch yourself. You might find that if you stretch yourself to do things that typically make you uncomfortable or you feel as though aren't you, you might find that you like them. You might find that it brings more joy, fun, and fulfillment to your day. And it might get you out of whatever proverbial rut that you're in. I mentioned uh, earlier about these emails, uh, once you sign up the pauljlong.com website or the fundamism.com website for email uh, blasts or notifications, that there's a, a, a chain of emails that go out. And I recently had a gentleman uh, reach out to me and said, um, the question in the email that I send is fundamental the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. And fundamentalism is really just a deliberate approach to happiness. So what do you think of? What does a, a deliberate approach to happiness mean to you? And this gentleman said, you know, I really don't know. I'm not a very happy individual. I'm a chaplain at our hospital and I live by myself. So I'm not very happy. Man, that's gut-wrenching to me. That saddens me to know that somebody is out there and they're convincing themselves that they're not happy. And there's greatness happening all around them and things that they could do to generate more happiness. But for one reason or the other, they're stuck in a rut. See, it is my belief that you got to stretch yourself. You got to stretch yourself to get out of that rut and try something new. What does that mean? Does it mean maybe that you have to find a different job because that job is the one that's tearing you down? Maybe. Maybe it's just stretching yourself to find creative ways to make that job more fun. Maybe it's stretching yourself in a relationship to be more loving, to be more physical to be more affectionate, to be more appreciative, stretching yourself to do the dishes when that's typically not your MO. I don't know, but stretching yourself nevertheless. I had another young lady that asked me, how do you create more fun when there's literally no time at work and you have so much stuff to do on the weekend? My challenge is finding time to create fun. I responded to that young lady by saying that fun is not something that you have to make time for. 
Fun is an emotion that you feel. Fun is something that you experience when it's created within your day doing the same things that you do typically. It's a misnomer that you don't have time to have fun because as evidenced by the fundamental, a new spin and stretch yourself, you're doing these things already in your day. By putting a new spin on them, you're generating more fun. You're being more creative and leveraging the exact same time that you already have. You're not adding more time to your day by reading an email aloud. You're not adding more time in your day by skipping into work as opposed to walking. You're not adding more time into your day by instead of asking somebody how their evening was, asking them what the best concert they ever went in or went to was. That's not adding more time in your day. You're just making excuses. You're making excuses as to why your life isn't fun and why you can't create more fun in it. Stretch yourself. Stop doing the same thing that you do every single day, time after time after time after time, excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse, and stretch yourself. Stretch yourself to do something different. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Fundamism Podcast. We've now covered two fundamentals, two specific ways to create or to live life with more fun, a new, sp- a new spin, and stretch yourself. I'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your feedback. How are these fundamentals going? What are the challenges that you faced in implementing them? What are the successes that you had? What are the funny stories that took place as a result? Reach out, hit me up on Facebook, Paul J. Long, at Fundamism Paul on Twitter or the IG. And of course, you can always reach out to us at pauljlong.com or fundamism.com. Guys, we greatly appreciate your support. We're creating a groundswell here, a groundswell of a community that helps each other create more fun in their lives and lifts each other up specifically focusing more on what gives us strength as opposed to what tears us down. And I think we could all agree that we need a lot more of that right now in today's society than we ever have. Have an amazing day. Go create some fun for yourself and in the lives of others. And until next time, deuces! Deuces!